Though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him, and a threefold cord is not quickly broken. Good morning. Welcome here to Strength to Strength. It is our prayer here um, at S2S that our, res- that our resources will strengthen your love-faith relationship with King Jesus and give you solid footing in a shaky world. This morning, uh, we are anticipating um, hearing from Seher Haddad from over in the Netherlands. So uh, welcome here, Seher. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Um, My wife and I have had the privilege of meeting with Seher um, and his wife uh, almost monthly the last maybe six months. Or more. I'm not sure when when we started that. We would have met through strength to strength here. So Harry began coming on here um, to these calls, and your wife um, on the sisters' calls, and kind of through that we got connected, and we've been meeting just to connect um, for fellowship uh, once a month, uh, typically, and we really enjoyed that. Have been so challenged and inspired by Sahar and Evian, and just their their love for truth and their desire to be faithful in God's kingdom and advance God's kingdom there or wherever God calls them to. So we're looking forward to having him share a talk um, kind of about his journey uh, from Baghdad to the Netherlands um, here this morning. But before we jump into his talk, I just want to make a special announcement here, uh, let you in on a kind of a behind the scenes um, secret, if you will, here at Strength to Strength. And that is, we are starting a, a bookstore um, called S2S Books. Uh, so it's actually it's actually live on our website right now. Um, and we are <clears throat> um, actually later on this morning, planning to put it out on our marketing groups, um, letting everyone know uh, about this, uh, about our bookstore. And we're not only going to be selling books, we're going to also be publishing books, which is um, kind of a, a little bit of a dream that we've had here. Uh, we feel like there's a lot of potential writers. Some people are writers and just don't know it yet. Um, and there's many topics that need to be written about um, in the kingdom. And so um, we, uh, Lord willing, plan to publish uh, authors, uh, more authors. We've actually had two new books that we're bringing uh, onto S2S Books uh, right here at the beginning. Uh, one by Hector Troyer, uh, a brother from our congregation called Jesus and the Mennonites. And also one by the one and only Glenn Martin here. Um, as you know, Glenn, he's he's the main brother behind the scenes here that makes this, this happen. Um, Glenn loves Old Testament uh, studies, and he's written a book called Righteous Lot. And uh, so we'll... We'll plan to interview him at some point here about the backstory uh, behind that, but you can see that on the store as well. So, uh, so check it out. Uh, we plan to bring on more books in the future. We're just just getting started here. Um, it's kind of a, a step of faith in many ways. Um, we're currently uh, investing in inventory, um, and so if, if there's anyone here who's who'll be interested in contributing um, to help us stock up on inventory and make it so we can really. Um, do well uh, with our inventory and shipping. You, we, we would love that. So you could contribute on the contribute button there on strength to strength if if you would be interested. So yeah, starting off today, 
Glenn is actually, his wife was looking for a part-time job. And so Glenn set up a book, uh, book shipping warehouse right out of his property there. So the books will be shipped out of uh, Granby, Massachusetts, out of Glenn Martin's place. So again, uh, you, you can watch for an announcement here later on this morning about that, an interview with with Hector. We plan to interview our authors too. Um, um, so that'll be something that we'll probably do more be, kind of behind the scenes and then just make those interviews live. Um, so you can be watching for those as well. So again, uh, welcome here to Strength to Strength. And our desire is that through this ministry, many people could be encouraged in their walk with God and that God's kingdom could come in new and fresh ways, particularly in places where it's not. And so uh, we're excited to have Sahar here from the Netherlands, a part of the world that it seems like there's a lot of darkness. Europe is quickly moving, becoming very post-Christian, um, just like Canada and United States is, but we tend to be about 20 years behind, I think, um, uh, that part of the world. So, Sahar, good to have you here with us. And let's go ahead and just bow our heads for prayer as we get started. Let's pray. Father, uh, God of heaven, our creator, we come to you this morning. We want to acknowledge you as God. We want to acknowledge you too uh, as a God that's so merciful. Your mercies are new every day, every morning. Great is your faithfulness. Your, your compassion, your love for us is beyond what we can comprehend. And Father, we, uh, we, we truly want to be your children, be faithful to you uh, and, and, and love you deeply in our hearts. And so, Father, I pray this morning as Sahar shares his testimony, his journey, that our hearts would be opened in a new way, that those hard places in our hearts would be softened. And that this the seeds of the kingdom could fall into fertile soil and could 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 uh, bring forth fruit. Father, we, we pray against the work of, of the evil one, the spiritual principalities and powers, uh, the evil forces in heavenly places that, that are at work in the world. Father, we pray against those in the name of Jesus, we remove those, and that um there would be a, a, a place, a peaceful place, a place of shalom here on this call. And for any of our listeners that are listening later in their lives, Lord, that you could work in us, that your spirit can move in us, and that we could be empowered to be your ambassadors, your workers uh, in this world, in the way that you want us to be, uh, to represent you in the way that you want us to represent you, Father. And so, Lord, may we go from strength to strength here again today. Um, guide and direct this 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 call, this talk. Bless Sahar in a special way, Lord, um, as he shares. English is not his first language, and so, Father, we pray that you give him just a clear mind and the ability to communicate what he wants to share. Mm -hmm. And we ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. Mm -hmm. All right, um, Sahar, again, thank you for joining us. It is uh, 1210. It's good afternoon for you um, there. And uh, so why don't you, yeah, just launch in and and we'll kind of have a conversation as, as we go along here. Um, so yeah, go ahead and introduce who you are and, and start the journey of telling us about your journey here this morning. Thank you very much, Brother Ed. And I would like to say we 
Uh, we are tremendously blessed to know you personally, to meet with you every month. So you are being very encouragement, encouraging for us, for my wife and I. And uh, yeah, also this platform, Strength to Strength, has been a very tremendously blessing for us. So, Praise the Lord. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So I, uh, yes, I would uh, like to introduce myself. So I am Saher Hadad. I'm uh, 41 years old. Um, I am being uh, for 14 years a believer, maybe 15 years. And uh, I entered to, yeah, how the, shall I say it, uh, to, uh, to know more about kingdom theology or anabaptism uh, since four years, maybe four years uh, ago. So, yes, this is my journey uh, to, to establish the church and the place where I am now in Holland or maybe somewhere else. So I would like to share something about my background, how uh, I came to know Jesus as a king and personal savior. So I was born in Iraq uh, in 1981. Uh, so we have, I have uh, four sisters and one brother and my parents who loved us. So we have, uh, yeah, uh, just a good family life. Uh, I I was raised up as a Catholic. Uh, I think there are four percent Catholic in Iraq, maybe at that time three three percent. So the, we are a minority of Chaldean Catholic uh, believers. So we are seen as a Christian uh, uh, fellowship there. Um, yeah. I, as a Catholic, I, we, we didn't have necessary uh, family devotion every day and Bible reading. So we went sometimes to the church. As a child, I went to, uh, well, when it was Christmas time, or nearly every Sunday almost. So um, my first um, uh, Knowing about Jesus, we had a, a videotape called the movie, Jesus Movie. I don't know if you know that, the Jesus Movie from 1997. So this was my first introduction about uh, the gospel. That movie is according to Gospel Luke. So I don't know what you feel about the movie or what you think about it. For me, it was a blessing because... Jesus and his teaching uh, impressed me a lot. So I thought actually as a child, it was Jesus on the, on videotape. So this is <laughs> for, you know, the, the first the first time I met with uh, uh, to knowing about uh, Jesus. So uh, further on, it was just a religion. So I went, I, uh, in my 12 years old, I uh, made a holy communion of a Catholic, so it's a Catholic teaching, and after that, then you can uh, break a bread uh, when you go Sunday to the church. And I kept on to be kind of a religious uh, believer, 
so to praying to fasting but nothing about uh, devotional life to have a relationship but um, it it was an uh, yeah uh, uh, a privilege because I was conscious about God's existence and also God's fear. Uh, as a Catholic, you know, if you made a sin, one of the family members told me, you must go to to, uh, to hurt your finger uh, by uh, through the stove, something like this. These are Catholic ideas to hurt yourself, to chastise yourself. So mm. in that sense, I have learned uh, the fear of God, not in a proper way maybe. But I feared him always, and I knew in his existence. So I uh, surely I would don't want to be negative about uh, another denominations. So these are good things where come from the uh, as a Catholic background. And but at the same time, there was no uh, any relational thing between God and uh, and me. So this is a little bit about my religious background. And as I told you, we have a, a family. And unfortunately, there was some also disagreements uh, in, in my family and sometimes uh, uh, hard times. And yes, one of the family members of my had a mental, uh, mentally unstable, was mentally unstable. So... Uh, there was a lot of, also a lot of um, difficulties at home where I grew up. So it was very um, uh, difficult time. And uh, so I went through that. And yes, that in, in combination with uh, fear of God, I sometimes uh, was watching to, to, to know God more. And I prayed to God, to Jesus, to Mary, to every possible saint. And uh, just to know, to have more, some, some kind of relationship. So, uh, yeah. And at that time, we also, I was born in 91, so I opened my eyes to the world. And uh, there was a war between Iraq and Iraq. And uh, in 91, we had also uh, a war with uh, almost all the world. So some fear was also sought in, my, in me. And, uh, uh, yes, I want to love to, to have more peace and to have true in my life and my family. And uh, in 1979, we moved from Iraq because the dangers of the maybe future war or the government at that time. So uh, from there we moved to the, as a, we fled from Iraq to, to the Netherlands as, as refugees. And um, with my two sisters, uh, I was age of 15 years old. So it was a very difficult age because uh, my background, uh, fear of war, fear of unstable in my family life, um, it brought me to many difficult uh, position and seeking for my identity, who I am and uh, where I'm going to and what what is 
sense to be <laughs> to to live and uh, yeah it was a, a little bit difficult time age of 15 years old so i tried to flit flee to from uh, the the life i have lived and to um, just to enjoy life to seeking ways to enjoy life and uh, yeah before i fled i started to drink alcohol uh, it was lawful for me to drink alcohol uh, unfortunately so in very young age i started to to drink and uh, so i i was used to drink uh, 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 almost daily in my 14 15 year age and i kept drinking alcohol my, all my life since 15 years old 14 15 years old and in particular when i came to the netherlands i uh, went to the parties uh, a lot of friends to uh, just to enjoy and to uh, but at the same time inside me it was not you know, any joy it was just uh, going seeking uh, to be to be happy outside my uh, uh, i actually to flee from my from myself um in 2001, uh, I met an evangelist. He became my friend. So he invited me uh, to uh, to go to an evangelical conference and just to share with me the gospel and, uh, because he knew about my situation and the difficulties. So I went and again, I met Jesus in, in a better way. Uh, uh, the preaching was, in particular, uh, the personal salvation. So Jesus came to die for your sins. So many things were new for me. As you, you, to be born again it was a very new term. I never heard uh, to be born again. You know, you are raised up as a Catholic. You are Christian. You must do good. And that's all. Sure. So to have, to have a sinful life, uh, I recognize I'm a sinful. Uh, I made that many wrong things. And uh, there was uh, good preaching about to be to to repent and to have a new life, to have a personal relationship. So I was emotionally very uh, moved in that uh, conference, and I decided to to follow. And uh, it was a, really a battle between following Jesus and to forsake the the life I lived to uh, drinking alcohol, to discovering things, sinful things. And uh, finally, I decided in that conference to follow. And I prayed. And I thought, okay, uh, if, if, if I follow them, I must forsake everything. And I think I was um, uh, busy with the Christian religion following for maybe a few months. So, uh, because of the struggling, I I prayed really uh, to God. Uh, I said, I, I I can't I can't keep going. So I want to go to the world to to see uh, what's what's outside of the world, and I come back. Would you keep me there? So I did that, and unfortunately, uh, nine years after I came to faith. So in that 
in that uh, these nine years, many things happened. So, uh, yeah, uh, I keep get out going, drinking alcohol, and I went, uh, uh, I, I smoked a lot of cigarettes, maybe two packs a day. Uh, I tried drugs, uh, gambling, uh, just because, yeah, I wanted to live a luxury life and uh, to, to be something. So I discovered gambling, you can win a lot of money and few time. So unfortunately, I have suffered a lot of uh, addiction. And mm. it was so powerful that I have, uh, I went uh, voluntarily to, uh, how do you say it, alcohol rehab? Sure. Yeah. yeah alcohol rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, alcohol rehab for six weeks because I really wanted to be free from alcohol to, because I had really uh, a lot of troubles in my work and my sleeping and my uh, emotion, everything. So I recognized my problem. And uh, while I knew about the kingdom, about Jesus, I tried to to uh, to solve my problem in this way. So, yes, um, yes, after the, it was in 2008 when I went to that trap, uh, it was a very uh, low point in my life. I'm being depressed. I used also anti-depressions medicines and also another medicine to, to keep me from have desire to, to gamble. So it was very strong because I I waked up in the three or in the morning, uh, sweaty sweaty hands because uh, I really wanted to to gamble. So I started the PC uh, to go to the platform where you can gamble your money. Mm. So this was the situation and uh, a lot of drinking and alcohol. So uh, yes, I finally. Uh, became very depressed. I couldn't make it in this life, and I lost my job. And, uh, and that time, that evangelist uh, friend of mine, he called me. Actually, my experience, he was irritating me with messages and calling. So, uh, <laughs> again, it was uh, another uh, conference, so he, he, he asked me to, to, uh, to join that conference again. So, uh, yeah, uh, because of him, uh, I went there again. It was five, five day conferences. So I went there again and uh, I couldn't bear it. I, I, I was very angry about because I couldn't use alcohol. I couldn't gamble. I couldn't, you know, uh, even smoke. No, I, I could smoke, I, I think. Yeah. But without alcohol, it was very, very, very difficult. So I was very angry. And uh, also angry with God, angry with everybody. So um, uh, two days later, I, at the same time, I must tell you, at the same time, I was enjoying the, it was a very nice weather. And uh, some people impressed me, really, because they had such a peace. Uh, I thought, okay, this is a real confrontation between peace and um unrest life and addiction. So I I saw something in, in some people there. Hmm. And I I was again touched. So I went was 
two days there and I was thinking to go back. So I finally uh, said to my friend, I want, I must go back. So I, 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 I can bear it. So, you know, I, uh, my old body was suffering because I must drink something and uh, gamble. So he was also very angry, became very angry because I went back to, to, to home. And I had a plan to go to my father to manipulate him, to get some money to gamble again. So I, uh, yeah, I, I planned a, a ticket to, to fly to him. He lived in that moment in Sweden. Okay. Yes. Uh, my father's passed away three years ago. So, but at that time, I I went. I uh, I I wanted to go to him for that reason, and that's why I couldn't stay there in uh, that conference. So, after taking a shower, um, I don't know. I, I I believe it was a God's voice and a vision. Uh, he was telling me. Do you want my way or your way? I'm. It's not a literal vision. I didn't see anything with my eyes, but it was something from the Holy Spirit. I believe that God was trying to show me. I know what your desire is, but you are seeking me outside me. <laughs> so, as I was thinking about going to my father, at the same time, I was thinking also about this thought or vision, whatever you want to call it. So I sat down on the bank and I, I, I thought to myself, you know, let me pray. So I and early I prayed a lot of times uh, seeking God that nothing happens. And this time I thought, let me pray. And uh, I prayed maybe in five or six seconds, very simple prayer. Please, Lord, help me. I'm just slave. Became I became slave for for gambling for everything. I I messed my life. So I thought, okay, nothing happened. So I wanted to go to the coffee machine, and suddenly I knew at that moment I never need to gamble again. So it was wow. I physic physically felt the healing from the gambling. Amazing. Yes, and a few seconds later, I thought, I, I began to shout, I know what is to be born again. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I have got a new life. So that was in 7 August 2009. I know exactly the, the, the date. Sure. So I, I started to, to, to... You sorry. said, what was the date? September, you said? uh 7 august 2009 gotcha yeah yes yeah mm -hmm. 789 so crazy uh yeah uh so I was, I, I was very happy i i knew i was a new man i knew because i've heard a lot of things about the gospel and to 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 repent and uh, so yeah so i uh sent a message to that friend of mine and uh, I told him all the story, what uh, what was happening. I went after to uh, to Sweden to tell my father and my my parents. Actually, I I planned this uh, the flight to come here for another reason, but this is what well, what was happening. What what's happened in my life? So they couldn't believe it. 
and finally they believed me but at that moment uh, they they didn't believe what what was going on because they knew about my struggles and uh, my addiction so this is how i started to uh, to uh, in my uh, journey to be a believer yes that's that that's that's a, a beautiful testimony it's touching and um and i can just imagine the distress to of, of an addiction I, I can't imagine actually i know what that is like uh, an addiction to something that it's hard to break free of mm-hmm. uh, and and that's a beautiful testimony maybe before we kind of get in then to to you kind of tell, telling about from 2009 on maybe we'll just go but go back a couple of questions i had um let's go back to iraq um and you left there you at in two in 1997 right you you left iraq right. um and it's very interesting uh and so you, and you said as as refugees you would have fled was it um can you tell a little bit of why just i'm i'm just i'm always i'm just fascinated by the middle east and all the dynamics there uh, that, that have been going on for obviously thousands of years but in the last mm-hmm. you know 40 years um what all has happened there or even 75 years you know ever since you know kind of israel became a nation there and some of those dynamics there in the middle east but um do you um yeah so why what was what was the the persecution or the pressure that your parents were facing because i was thinking thinking it would would take a lot to to leave like you're you're iraqis you're in you're in baghdad like you're kind of right in the middle of 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 your culture and who you are yeah yeah uh, to be honest, we didn't be persecuted directly from the government. Uh, we just wanted to avoid the war and uh, possible perfe- persecution. Uh, I think many people have been persecuted from the uh, government there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the situation was becoming worse and worse. So uh, many people like us uh wanted to avoid the persecution and uh, to be uh, to join the the war possible wars which were uh, coming hmm. and um yeah we didn't have a, a directly persecution yeah hmm. now um yeah. I, I recently read that since like 2003 Iraq went from like a million and a half Christians to just like 150,000 Christians in Iraq. Mm, yeah. And yeah. so ha- ha- have you, can you, is that true? <laughs> yes. It, it, yes. If you look only in, in the states, in the state of, for example, I have a lot of families in Michigan and Detroit in particular. Okay. Um, I don't I don't know the number, but maybe few millions Iraqis uh, who live there. So I have heard 
indeed that many Christians left Iraq uh, because of uh, yeah uncomfortable situation and uh, persecution slash uh, possible persecution. So we we knew it would not be easy to us to stay there. Uh, so we decided to move because uh, there was no pers- uh, perspective for us. Hmm. And uh, yeah. 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 I, you know, I find that interesting, Sahar. You know, George Bush was backed by many, many Christians here in the West, in the United States, in particular, mm-hmm. conservative Christians uh, were, were behind him to go and free the Iraqis, mm-hmm. you know, to bring democracy there and make, you know, make Iraq a safe place for Christians. You mean in 2003? In three, when that, when, when he kicked that war off there. Yeah. Um, but that just, that just wasn't the case. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, no. Iraq has not become safer. It probably actually made it worse for, for Christians. Yeah. Yes, sure. I recently, as you know, I recently uh, went uh, back to Iraq, yeah. uh, I think uh, two months ago. Uh, I was very curious uh, about uh, how people felt about the situation now, uh, in particular, what's uh, what's happened after Saddam Hussein mm-hmm. and uh, uh, IS, Islamic State. Uh, they told me, almost all of them, they dreamed to get Saddam back. Saddam saying, hmm. just they are just comparing worse and less worse. So, right. Uh, yeah, they because it was uh, uh, stable, you know, uh, more stable. It was not. Uh, it was not very safe with Saddam Hussein and persecution and wars and everything. But it became worse, more worse. Hmm. Yeah, it's it No. Yeah. yeah, almost everyone I I've met uh, uh, have lost one of their family members. Or yeah, hmm. yeah. Now, Chaldean Christianity, um, or the Chaldean, you call it Catholic Church, there, and it sounded like you know your your father was was a good man. Um, would would you consider them a, a a Christian? Your parents, or do you believe there is some Christians there in the Chaldean Catholic churches? How, or how do you feel? How about I that? see them. How I see them personally. You mean? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good question you ask. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Today I see uh, Christianity. I. Always like want to back to go to the history uh, and about uh, teachings of Jesus, uh, but most of them are just religious. Uh, yeah. Some, uh, uh, for example, uh, the the villages where where I uh, where the Chaldean Christian live in north of Iraq, uh, they have all of them almost all of them crossed above their homes so but to talk about religion and christianity is not the case they yeah they practice some things they go to the church uh, but it's only religion and uh, 
uh, worldliness. And yeah, I, I don't feel they are walking with, even with their own religion, even if I, I don't agree with Catholicism, uh, they, they are becoming uh, less and less Christians. Hmm. I feel they are more nationalistic uh, than Christian. So when you uh, when when uh, when you ask someone, "Are you a Christian?" Then they generally say, oh, "I am a Syrian or Christ uh, Chaldean." They mean okay. by that Christian, but actually uh, uh, their nationality. Interesting. So I I don't feel they are yeah kingdom Christians. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm. Yeah, understand very well. Okay, so let's let's pick back up so, with your. Tell, tell them I I speak I I talk to my family to my uh, mothers. She's very uh, honest and she prays every night and uh, she calls upon God and. Uh, but her view of Christianity is very different. Yeah. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And is your is your mother still in Sweden or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Later, uh, we we fled. To, I fled with my two sisters and uh, to the Netherlands, and okay. I think uh, uh, five years after, fled my another brother and two sisters, and my parents uh, moved. I think five years after six years, right? So, yeah. Okay. Also, to so speak, I, I, I must say, Sahar, I, I just know nothing about being a refugee. Hmm. Um, and I, I wonder how that influences your understanding of being a Christian in our world, kind of this sojourner or like, this isn't my home, right? I'm a, I'm a citizen of heaven. I'm, I'm an ambassador here, right? I'm, I'm bringing a piece of the home turf to foreign soil. You know, those ideas, uh, like I, I've never had to flee. I, I know nothing about how that would be. And I, but I'm, I'm sure it has to impact the way you think and the way you look at the world. Um, and, and, for, and, and I'm saying for good too. Like it's, mm. I'm yeah. maybe jealous uh, to to kind of have that. That you know what I can, I might have to flee tomorrow to somewhere else, and it'll be okay. God will take care yeah. of me. I, I've never seen that happen in my life. So you're talking to a group of people here who, for the most part, just know nothing about what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's also hard, hard to explain to, uh, to forsake your culture and the family and uh, uh, join another culture. In particular, uh, we have also, to be honest, we have also uh, family uh, difficulties. So it was, my life was very shakeable and uh, at home. Uh, I mean, uh, my family loved me a lot, uh, but at the same time, there were some difficulties inside our home. So it was a really crisis at home. So I uh, I also want to give emphasis for this. And also uh, the lack of stability in the country like Iraq. So that made my life very uh, difficult to, to, uh, to discover uh, who I am and where I come from, where I'm going, in particular in the age of 15. So it was very, a very difficult age for me. I, I Sometimes if I speak humanly, I wish I never 
being 50, something between 15 and uh, 25 like this. So it was mm. a tremendous crisis for me to to. Uh, I think this is the reason I why I uh, fled to gambling to addictions just to forget, just to to be joined to another world, which is unrealistic. And I knew it was unrealistic, uh, but it was only uh, uh, the small solution for that moment. Sure. So yeah. Yeah, it's not hard to explain. Yeah. At the same okay. time, uh, I, I don't have the... Uh, you know, I, I am today a Christian, and I'm trying to be a kingdom Christian. And uh, I have seen many Christians have also uh, their own religious background and culture and traditions. And I've seen that tradition has been a tremendous powerful for their and uh, for their Christian life so uh, I'm nothing better uh, than them but I don't have this experience so it is for me much easier to forsake many things and to uh, yeah to uh, to read the Bible objectively and to see the things objectively but sure. maybe I'm wrong but this is what I feel <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah <clears throat> Very good. Okay, well let, let's let's continue with your with your story, Sahar, and from two thousand nine on, then as God worked in your life and kind of what that looked like, you know, up to the up to the present day. Yeah, sure. And, and Sahar is going to uh, share also a, a vision or a dream that he has, or a, a, a deep desire that he has here towards the end for for his part of the world. So, but yeah, Sahar, go ahead. Yeah, thank you. So I. Um... After I came to faith, so I was very hungry to the world, to the word. So I have started to read the Bible daily and listen uh, to the audio Bible to know more, in particular the Gospels and the Epistles. And uh, yeah, as a hungry baby, I wanted to eat the Word of God, but I also uh, wanted fellowship. So I think in a few weeks. Um, I have contact with another people. They are um, uh, person-law of the evangelist. A very uh, kind people. They received me also in all these years. So I went back to them to uh, to get advice for a church. So um, they told me about one church, which is was nearby my home. And uh, so I went to, to that church, but uh, it was another, yeah, I, I don't know. And, and uh, it was 10 months I, I went to that church. And they just were very different from uh, what I read in the Bible. Things about doctrines, uh, baptism, uh, discipleship. Uh, so everything to what I read in the Bible, I wanted to practice and to, to say I'm in for it. So uh, it was very struggling in that church to stay there. So I was missing something. Uh, for me, it was just uh, yeah, that denomination. So I couldn't get anything from it. Also, couldn't share any burden. So I was very frustrated. Um, so I prayed for a brother, for people uh, 
uh, who could help me on way. Uh, and I met a friend, a brother in that church. And he also disagreed with their teaching. He also, he recognized the uh, baptism according your faith, your belief, and many things about uh, discipleship. Mm. So uh, we both left the church at that time. And uh, he spent time for me, with me to, to read the Bible. And uh, we did that very almost, uh, yeah, weekly, sometimes uh, two times a week. And uh, uh, through him, I met also another Christians, uh, another group people who are who were studying the uh, the Bible and from different religious backgrounds. Uh, um, Almost there are uh, almost all of them from uh, Reformed theology, uh, traditional churches. So they went back from their churches to have more fellowship, more uh, discipling. So I joined them for also maybe ten months, uh, almost a year, uh, study the Bible, and. Uh, that group became, uh, yeah, a small home church. I think two families, so something like this. And uh, I didn't feel very well to stay there. So in that time, I met another brother uh, who also started a home church, uh, uh, which is just focusing uh, strong discipleship and strong uh, to obey uh, Jesus and everything. So I've met him, I fellowship with uh, with him, with his family, and finally he started a home church. So I joined him, and I think uh, two years later, my wife Avian came in that church. So I met my wife in that small church. Uh, which is very, uh, yeah, precious for me to meet her. It's a wonderful wife I have now. Um, Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah. So we uh, we stayed in that church, uh, I think, in uh, three years. I don't remember exactly. Uh, we have very close fellowship. We fellowship five days a week. So Saturday morning, five five o'clock in the morning, we started to pray six o'clock, and uh, during the week we had meetings to study the Bible and to fellowship and to uh, reaching out to people, etc. Cetera, et wow. cetera. Yeah. So it was very uh, good to uh, to have them uh, to fellowship them, but unfortunately the uh, it was one man's leadership. Uh, let me be positive uh, about his intentions. He started very well. He uh, he was very zealous to, for the word of God. He he loved truth, but uh, I feel I found it very a little bit difficult to share the authority, to share uh, the leadership, to share. He, he was apostle, a prophet, and evangelist. He was everything, <laughs> and everybody uh, uh, must follow. So mm -hmm. it was very difficult time. So uh, 
So we thought about this and we we shared about our uh, worries, but unfortunately it didn't help. So there was uh, suddenly disagreement, and we just dropped out from the from the church. So that was the time that uh, Avia, my wife, and I had uh, yes more than uh, brother and sister contacts, and. Uh, Yes, we was we were just to drop out the, the the community, the church. So from there, we were seeking for an, another another church, and uh, the home church, which is started as a group, uh, was growing until maybe 15, 16 mem uh, members, and so we went there to look whether it is a good church to be there. So we finally decided to join their uh, their church, and that church became um, uh, bigger. Um, yeah, um, it was also a good fellowship. You know, you could share your burden. Your uh, there was many, also many disagreements about doctrines, because most of them come from Reformed theology. Uh, very high, uh, very um, um, uh, hyper Calvinistic theology, and they mm -hmm. come out from their tradition church churches, and they started to be, yeah, uh, to have more uh, opportunities to meet God because in the you know um, in the predestination theology it's very hard to meet with God because He must choose you, pick you up. Up from uh, from from thousand people to be a child of his. So many people struggled with that doctrine, and they joined this church. And uh, yeah, but yet uh, their thinking was also Calvinistic, uh, and basically uh, moved from Calvinistic Calvinistic theology. So we had disagreements with uh, with their theology and with their teaching. So, and later, uh, another kind of people joined that church from dispensationalists to evangelicals. And uh, uh, so it was very, uh, yeah, very broad in their teaching. So there was not very solid and clear foundation and doctrine. So we struggled with many things. Uh, we talked about many things. And we uh, was at that church for almost six years. And we finally, yeah, after many struggles and conversations and uh, sharing our uh, our desire, also about our uh, worries, we finally decided to leave the church. So, um, yeah. We left the church, but I want also to talk, before we left the church, we meet, met also people who came in, uh, two families, and they moved right now to uh, to Ireland, to Mennonite uh, uh, the church. Um, so they had, uh, they, were, they were connected with uh, Mennonite people from US. I don't know how the contact was 
there, but they told me about Mennonites. I never heard about Mennonites and about Anabaptist uh, teaching, about kingdom teaching. So many things were very uh, exciting for me to hear, but uh, I, I I couldn't understand everything. Uh, but there started my uh, my journey to listen to them more. And in that time also, we were also we were uh, listening to a lot of sermons uh, from uh, uh, Godly Home series from Brother Denny Kinestin. Um, so there was a lot of Anabaptist uh, thinking and ideas coming inside my uh, my uh, my journey. So it was not only thinking about a godly home and to be a good parent and a good uh, uh, holy children, but also I saw something in their teaching, something in their attitude, something in their uh, practice, which is very different. Sometimes very similar words with the uh, evangelicals. But at the same time, I saw many different things. So these kinds of ideas were coming in. And uh, I wanted to be very yeah, close to them. And we finally, when we left the, the church, uh, I started to uh, to seek about this kind of uh, kingdom thinking to to obey Jesus literally and to focus up on uh, his teachings. So this was my start point to uh, yeah mm -hmm. to baptism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And <clears throat> what year was this? By the uh, it started, I think, four years ago, and uh, in 2020, we left the church. I think March 2020, we left the church. We actually also looked to another local churches around us here, and, uh, and I, we, I think we visited six, seven churches, uh, sometimes online, sometimes uh, physically. So, uh, but uh, our heart... Uh, stepped in the Anabaptist thinking and uh, the teaching of Anabaptist uh, view of looking to the Bible was very uh, powerful. So we couldn't uh, forsake it. We we kept looking for uh, internet and Google, uh, Mennonites, Anabaptists, and, and any possible thing to see. But unfortunately, we didn't find anything in the uh, in Holland, mm -hmm. so finally we uh, find I find a um, uh, teaching from David Perso uh, about I don't remember which topic it was, but uh, anyway, what the early Christian thought about. I thought, wait a minute, what are the early Christians? I always asked myself this question: what the early Christian had believed. Sure. And uh, without uh, to be very uh, conscious about it. So I always thought, how did start the church? And uh, he, he taught a lot about the what the early Christian thought, in particular, first 300 years. So I was very interested. 
So I thought, uh, yes, let's figure out is it a good teacher or I don't know. So I kept listening. So it was very encouraging to uh, to hear many things, uh, what I actually believed and always believed. And I have learned so many things we I didn't never heard about. Sure. And, and that was through uh, David Bursell, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. We started to listen to him more and uh, on YouTube. And from there, we discovered uh, the historic faith. Mm-hmm. So I was very excited. So I told my wife, Evian, uh, let's uh, register on this platform because there are many teachings going here on about the early Christians. And uh, we have many struggles and doctrines and uh, you know, predestination teaching, dispensationalism, mm-hmm. and this kind of teaching were influences our life and our thinking. So we couldn't always put the finger on things in the church. So it was very uh, we had we had good enough reason to listen to things as what, what the early Christian thought to have clear uh, more clearness in our theology. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, we are still now registered in, uh, in uh, the historic faith. So we kept uh, listening for one year, maybe more than one year, one, one time a week, my wife and I. And uh, it was a tremendous blessing. And uh, from this platform, we discovered also sound faith. And uh, later followers of the way and strength to strength and uh yes i'm sitting here now <laughs> <laughs> yeah praise the lord so I, I i think my my wife discovered strength to strength uh, so she told me about it i don't remember who who was first so we have to encourage each other to uh join uh to have a church because we are very desperate you know, to be without church for two and a half years is very confronting things. Yes. Um, and to question your yourself, uh, I'm the only one to believe this. I'm. Am I so critical? Is our way as the most uh, biblical way? So, yeah, it was very uh, hard to go through it. So we are very encouraged to uh, meet many people who are, yeah, with a lot of desire to be more kingdom Christian. Yeah. I I also want to say it's not black and white. Uh, everyone outside uh, Anabaptism is not kingdom Christian. So I want to balance my words because I believe there are many uh, upright brothers and sisters and also in Holland we meet yes. and they love the Lord. And they they're walking and trying to walk with Jesus. Uh, so I don't make it very uh, uh, make that this kind of people they're outside the kingdom. But uh, we don't feel for this moment to join any of the churches here around. Me. So uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I want to only say this. Because we are not only the upright Christian in this yes. country. Yeah. 
Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, and I, I really, yes, I, I really, uh, as, as we've gotten to know you, Sahar, and I, I can just see that you're, you really desire to be part of a faithful community, um, and and the, but the mentality of like there is other Christians, uh, other people who are wanting to follow Jesus faithfully as well, and and they are in other churches. It's not like we are the only no. people, the only right, the only right church or whatever. That's that that's really important. Um, it's an impor- important True. mentality. Um, to have, I, I think it, I think there's a, a winsomeness about that. Um, but, and at, but at the same time though, continuing though with that, with your convictions to be part, you, you know, you, you don't want to go down the street and be part of communion with people who aren't following Jesus and are doing it just to, as a ritual, as a tradition, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, and be part of that because we know that you know, being part of a body makes you one with them in in a spiritual way. And so, um, yeah, may God bless you and Evian as you pursue this. So tell me, tell us a little bit about your vision for the Netherlands and some of the things that, that you would love to love to see happen there. Yeah, sure. I, yes, we have really dreams to have a, a kingdom church here in this country so uh, I must tell you we are very blessed uh, through strength to strength you know we know you personally we have known another uh, people uh, uh, many people out of the world and we we met we meet every month we have met people in Iraq also and Baptist who are working there uh, I also met two brothers through you right uh, who are in the Netherlands so they are very excited about uh, they have another background as well mm-hmm. and they visit Chimburg's um, Christian Fellowship yes recently and they are back and they visit us uh, in our home so we are knowing them we would love to know them more uh, so I want to say they are also think happening and I'm very very grateful for that and thankful um, I would like to see uh, a church starting in the Netherlands uh, but I don't know how because uh, we need some some families uh, you know some families to go uh, to to come to the to, to the Netherlands for three, three years to establish a solid uh, church with solid foundation, solid doctrines, and uh, to be witnessing for the world, to reaching out to people, and to yeah, I, I this is my dream. Amen. Yes. So, so I, if I, as we study the history, how uh, powerful Anabaptism started in Europe, and moved to Russia and to America. Uh, I would like to see it coming back again. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm. I have a sense, Sahara, that God wants to use you in that. Um, and uh, you're you're called to a place for such a time as this. Mm. Um, 
And uh, it's our desire here at Strength of Strength to uh, encourage you and support you in whatever way that we can and also help you um, communicate this call to kingdom people mm-hmm. that there's there's a, a, a vision in the Netherlands um, to, for kingdom communities and um, and that you're you're anticipating <clears throat> or would love to see several families move there. Maybe a church. I think you even you would like to see a church kind of giving you oversight, right? So it's not just you, uh, you're in your little group, but there's a connection to mm-hmm. another congregation at least, or congregations. Um, and so that's a that's a beautiful call. It's a Macedonian call uh, in many ways. Um, and what it, what is interesting too, Sahar, is is that um, there's my background comes right out of Europe. A lot of Anabaptists here in North America come right out of Europe, you know, a couple hundred years ago. And we're actually coming up on the 500th year anniversary of the start of Anabaptism, 2025. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, it seems like we're, 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 in, we're in a time and moment where we, there's many, we, we have a, an embarrassing amount of riches, if you will, here in, in, um, in North America with people and lots of Anabaptists piled on top of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Hector's book, you would enjoy reading this, the new book that we're just putting out on Jesus and the Mennonites and his, his cries call is that, that we would spread out that we would do intentional church division. And so um, I, I think we're, we're moving into a, a, an interesting time uh, among kingdom people, uh, really a time that, maybe it's it's our time to to step out uh, and to spread out and start more kingdom communities around the world, particularly in North America and Europe. Uh, I, I think is 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 a is a place that we can go and be kind of among quote our people, you know our 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 nationalities, if you will. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so, <clears throat> thank you for that call, uh, Sahar, and um, we'll need to take this seriously. Um, so I, and, and two, also, if there's any listeners here, um, either on the call now or, uh, listening later, we would love to help connect you to Sahar. Um, as Sahar mentioned just in the last couple of months, we had the privilege of connecting him with a couple of other kingdom seekers there. I think one brother was 45 minutes from you. Uh, yeah. and that was through Verso and Sound Faith. Um, Chamber Chamber of Christian Fellowship, which a couple of the brothers actually are on here this morning. Patrick Matthews there. You can see him. He's from that congregation. Um, Wes Hirsch was on here. Wes, uh, I see you just turn your camera on. He's from that congregation. Uh, I think maybe even one of their elders was on here earlier. Um, so they were the ones who were interacting with these brothers, and we helped kind of connect the dots um, and get you connected there. So um, it's exciting to be part of a small part of this, uh, and and hopefully, in the future, uh, we can even be more a part in helping um, conduit uh, human resources in your direction there, Sahar. So may uh, may God um, raise us up. So uh, a question just came in: Where is Sahar from? And uh, you're from the Netherlands. Um, so maybe tell us a bit about it. Tell us a little bit about your geography. And and when people say. When you say the Netherlands, um, w- what is that? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a very small country. 
it's next to uh, Germany. So uh, the right hand, this is Germany and South uh, Belgium. Uh, yeah, it's a very small country in uh, Europe. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, does anybody have any questions or encouragement for Sahar here on our call here this morning? Please, please speak up. Just jump right in. There's no need to wait if you have something on your mind. So another question is, is that came in here in the chat is, um, uh, where is it? Uh, maybe let me check here. Uh, what language do you read the Bible? <laughs> uh, in Dutch. In Dutch, okay. Yeah, yeah. I use also English Bible. Sure. Yeah, yeah uh, I think we were just uh, in our last one of our last calls. Sahara, we were talking about how I'm monolingual, and you have like four languages. I think, like you going back in Iraq, your your wife was, which was the first time that you were back, just in the last couple months. You were back there, and um, and we actually were able to connect you with uh, with some Anabaptists that are working there, um, and it, which was like forty five minutes from where you grew up, I believe, or lived, um, and um, but but your wife said that she got to see you talking all these different languages in one day, like you were in English and Dutch and and Arabic, probably right, um, and then Chaldean as well. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know any more languages than that? No, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. <laughs> That's great. Well, I speak four languages, but none of them are perfect. Okay. Well, um, but you, you speak English well. I, I want okay. you to know that. Uh, you speak English very well. So. Good for you. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. So you, you read it in Dutch. All right. Uh, any Any other questions for our brother? Oh, and one thing, I'm, I'm just looking at some of the minutes I took or notes I took as we talked about this. You mentioned how even before you got into kingdom doctrine or kingdom teaching, you, were, you weren't you were voting. You began to see that, hey, this isn't my home. Um, this isn't my nation. Uh, is, is that is that right? Yes, yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah, I felt very... Uh very comfortable as a family uh, when I uh, started to, uh, to join the kingdom teaching. Uh, people think very simply about the doctrine, about teaching, about uh, obeying. So, uh, yeah. So it was very encouraging to have uh, yeah, family like this. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Yes, go ahead. What is the main religion? Is there a main religion there in the Netherlands, or is it just not much church religion going on anymore, what we call the nuns here in the U.S.? I was curious. Yeah. 
Um, depends on where. I think in the, in the south of in the Netherlands, you have more uh, Catholic religion. And I think most of them forsake the, their religion. And from the middle of the land uh, until the north and uh, I guess uh, Oost uh, are more uh, Protestants. So, uh, and you have a lot of uh, reform uh, uh, religion, so reform backgrounds. Uh, yeah, a lot of the, uh, religion from the Reformation. Basically, this is the main uh, religion tenderness. But I, I think, though, as you get into your cities, though, like Amsterdam and Rotterdam and those those big cities, people probably would classify, as this gentleman said here, this brother said here, as nuns. <laughs> like, they're not religious at all. Like, they're just atheists yeah. or agnostic. Or... Yeah, yeah, a lot of atheists, yeah. 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 Hmm. Yeah, we have uh, where I live here is uh, the Bible Belt, what they call Bible Belt. Uh, Interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We have uh, lots of Bible Belts here. Think about Amsterdam, Rotterdam, most of them atheist or w without religion. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, very, very well. Go ahead. I want to bless you in your vision and wish you the Lord's blessing and to press on and not grow weary. If the fruits aren't coming forth as fast as you would like, just be consistent and press on and live a godly witness. Thank you. Thank you very much, brother. For your encouragement. Yes, thank you, brother. Okay, well, it is seven fifteen here, and we um, probably should close this call uh, here. So, Sahar, thank you um, so much for coming on. And Glenn, did you did yeah, you have something? Uh, one more thing. There's a question in the chat. Uh, when did huh. you get baptized? Um, two thousand twelve, I guess. When I was in uh, that small church, yeah. So, so you, so you truly are an Anabaptist. <laughs> yeah, in that sense, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm being Baptist, and I think in 2012, yeah, yeah, or yeah, I think 2012. You, you would have been baptized as a baby, right? In the county. Yes, I was. Yeah, sure. I was baptized as a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Okay. Well, we could go on for a long time here, I'm sure. Um, but I think just wanted to highlight, you know, just this, this, uh, this call for, for, um, true believers, uh, kingdom Christians, to consider uh, the Netherlands and consider um, uh, a fellowship there with uh, with Sahars and 
if there's any interest or like to brainstorm about this, please reach out to us here. I know there's other people as well uh, within the um, the Anabaptist people here in North America who are who are looking at Europe and saying um, we should maybe be going back uh, and 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 planting kingdom communities there in in Europe. So uh, please reach out to us. We'll be ha- happy to to uh, network here uh, with others there. So thanks for joining us this morning. Um, it was a blessing to have you here. Mm-hmm. And um, next, Lord willing, two weeks from this morning, we're going to have Adam Boyd uh, back on with us here. Um, Adam Boyd is a Bible translator, and he's going to be talking about uh, a more of a of a specialized topic uh, having to do with the Masoretic text and the Septuagint, the Greek uh, textual stream of the Old Testament, uh, particularly how that relates to Bible translation and kind of in that practical, uh, uh, really in a practical way, if you're a Bible translator of the Old Testament, which textual stream do you use? Is it one or the other, or is it is it kind of um, merging of the two? And so he's going to be getting on and sharing about that two weeks from now. Also, later on today, you can tell the sisters in your lives, there is a talk here on Strength of Strength as well uh, with, with the sisters. Um, I believe it's a panel discussion uh, later on today. Um, so, and then of course, I'll be watching for some uh, some some uh, messages here uh, on, on Strength of Strength books. And tell others about us uh, as well. Other bookstore, we're putting a flyer out. We'll actually be starting a, a Cloudbell channel or Telegram channel just for the books. Um, so uh, consider telling others about this, uh, another way to buy to buy books. Um, so, all right. Uh, again, Sahar, thank you so much for joining us here uh, this morning. Uh, God bless you and Evian in a very special way today. Could you close us with prayer? Yes, Sahar? sure. Yes, Lord, our Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this tremendous opportunity and blessing you have given us. Thank you, Lord, for the encouragement, because you are a God of encouragement, and we thank you for that. Thank you for blessing our life. Thank you for such a precious connection with all brothers. I would ask you to build your kingdom in all the world. Amen. And North America, and Europe, and Middle East, and Africa, and everywhere, to have people to represent your holy name and for the teaching of our King Jesus and his love for the people and his commandments and his holiness. I would ask you to bless us and thank you for. Strength to strength, I would like to pray for tonight for our sisters to have a good and blessed time and yes. be with us, be protect our children, and let us be light for this dark world. I pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. All right. Thank you so much, brother, for your challenging testimony. Um, very encouraging. Uh, Thank you we very go. much. It was precious. Yes, precious is a is the word, and uh, God bless you there today, and and, all, and to the rest. Grace, peace, love, bless you all. Okay, bye bye.
Goodbye. As iron sharpens iron, so a man sharpens the countenance of his friend.